2: betting across america is live from las vegas and denver how are you everyone thanks for spending some time with us on your memorial day weekend we hope you're having a great one and james salinas in denver adam candy here in las vegas we're hoping to help you make it a better one with some opportunities on the sports calendar we have the national basketball association playing right now plenty of baseball games happening uh, in just a few minutes we're going to talk to Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst here at VEASAN, about the three games that you'll be able to wager on later today. The one happening, James, right now, the Knicks with a 44-43 lead over Atlanta. Three and small change to go in the second quarter. Uh, Atlanta's a three-and-a-half point favorite with a total of two of five-and-a-half live. Anything that you've seen in this game that gets you interested in potentially betting it live?
3: For me right now, I've already hit a couple plays in here, or at least I'm on my way to doing that. Hit that Derrick Rose to hit over one-and-a-half threes. That was plus 175. That was the first couple shots he had in that first quarter, and he's on his way right now to surpassing that 20-and-a-half point total. That was his prop. He's got it 14 points right now leading leading the charge for the Knicks and shooting five of eight from the floor. He's really the only one throughout this series that's played offensively with any confidence, and he has the he, – he has – that experience to draw from and as well as his athleticism i think really makes it difficult for the atlanta guards to stay in front of derrick rose but as far as uh, trying to find a way that i want to back the knicks here i just can't i just think from Julius Randle's perspective, again, not off he's off to a slow start, 4 of 11 from the floor again, and is only shooting 23% from the field going into this series. So as far as the Knicks are concerned, I just don't think they'll have their spurts and really led by Derrick Rose. But to do that for four quarters, somebody else has to step up and, and help Rose put the ball in the basket, and that's the challenge for the Knicks, and I don't see that changing in this game.
2: Remember when we came back from break all that time ago and it was 44 43 Knicks over the Hawks? Uh, that's an 8 0 run, and I mean in a heartbeat for the Atlanta Hawks. 51 44 timeout called by New York. Back to back live ball turnovers turn into transition opportunities for the Hawks as. The Atlanta Hawks did not get the memo that I was cruising along toward that first half under, and uh, they, they have now made that much more of a sweat than I anticipated I was going to get a couple of minutes ago uh, as we sit 95 on my 106.5 first half total. Uh, in baseball, Brewers still up 2 nothing over the Washington Nationals on an Abisail Garcia home run in the first inning off Max Scherzer. Uh, the Brewers are minus 500 behind Brandon Woodruff with a total uh Of six, Pirates have a one nothing lead over the Colorado Rockies. Live total six and a half. Uh, The Pirates minus one eighty. Rockies coming back plus one forty. Rays and the Phillies are underway. Tampa Bay one nothing locked on the live line total of six. Rays minus three thirty five. Detroit Tigers took a two nothing lead in the first inning. They now have the bases loaded against Michael King uh, in the bottom of the second. Uh, Detroit Tigers still just minus 177. That is an intriguing price considering this team has the bases loaded with a two-run lead and Miguel Cabrera coming to the plate. Uh, Toronto, a couple of solo home runs in this inning for the Jays. 3 nothing over the Cleveland Indians in Game 1. James, I know you
3: were backing these Blue Jays here in the opener of the doubleheader. But yeah, Blue Jays here. It was really going to be looking at. Uh, it was stripling on the mound and had not been pitching well this season, but they found they tinker with his delivery a little bit a couple weeks back as well as the fact that he was tipping some pitches. So he pulled him from a start and we're able to f- correct that his next time out against those Rays who have been super hot, which I'm on today as well. Uh, he went seven scoreless innings, just giving up two hits. So sometimes it is those little things. We're talking about coaching. Coaching matters and not just in game. We think about baseball and is such a game of fundamentals. And as far as pitchers are concerned, it is also mental. And sometimes you don't realize some of the little things that you're missing. And for Stripling, obviously, they were able to correct that. And so far, so good right now, pitching into the fourth inning and no runs on the board for Cleveland.
2: Trey Young just fouled Julius Randle, shooting a double-clutch three-pointer. Uh, as a Knicks fan, I should be excited about that. As an underbetter, I am not. Uh, 51-46 Atlanta, 122 remaining in the second quarter. Uh, Major League Baseball later on today, Baltimore, Chicago, Padres, Astros, Kansas City, and the Twins, Reds, Cubs, Angels, Oakland, Giants, Dodgers, Cards, Diamondbacks, and uh, the late night game, the Braves and the Mets. This is Betting Across America live from Las Vegas and Denver. James Salinas in Denver. Adam Candy here in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino as we keep an eye on the National Basketball Association with the Knicks and the Hawks happening here at the moment. Two hockey games today. We get a couple of series started between the Lightning and the Hurricanes as well as the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Three more NBA games coming up today. No one better to get you ready for those than our senior NBA analyst here at VEASAN, Jonathan Von Tobel, joins us on the Skype machine, Uh, find him on Twitter at me, JVT. John, what's happening, man? How's your Sunday morning going?
5: Pretty good. You know, it's a fun Hawks-Knicks game going on right now. Obviously, very important one for Atlanta because uh, I think, you know, over the first few games, I I felt a little bit more confident watching Atlanta in each one of these games as we move forward. And they've been generating a lot of good open looks, but they're not really making New York pay for it. But it's been a fun game so far, so a good Sunday so far. Suns and Lakers are next up, 3.40
2: p.m. Eastern start. Uh, Three of the four best players in this series, John, are injured. And to what degree, we really don't know. Uh, The Lakers, six-and-a-half-point favorites uh, coming in today. Uh, Are you feeling a strong pregame handicap on this, or do you need to see a little bit more, maybe bet it live?
5: Uh, yeah, I'd want to do this live, right? For me, for personal reasons, you know, I bet on the Lakers to win this series, Adam, after game one. So I don't feel uh, overly, you know, enthused to get into a match with a lot of banged up players that are not really certain that I'm feeling great about uh, in terms of their status. So I'll sit back and I'll watch and see what's going on and, and see if there's a trend one way or the other. I will say this, like, look, when it comes to Phoenix and what's been going on with their offense, like it's clear that Chris Paul is not healthy. We're talking about these regular appearances where we're under seven points a game. It just hasn't really looked good. Uh, for the, or excuse me, for the Suns, and thus their offense has been extremely bad. So, you know, if, if AD's going to be on the floor, you can foresee a scenario where, again, this defense just strangles Phoenix to under .9 points per possession, and it just can't really generate much. So, I mean, I, I lean a little toward the Lakers, but like you mentioned, the injuries, my personal position, I got out of here.
3: So let's stick with the Lakers there and thinking about LeBron James, JVT kind of passive so far through the first three games. We know he's been dealing with that ankle injury and he's not going to be a hundred percent until they get to the offseason, whenever that is going to be a grind of a playoff for LeBron. But I wonder if thinking about LeBron and his performance today, now they've had a couple of days off. They've played game three back on Thursday and with AD status, I'm sure AD will be on the floor tonight, but knowing that he does have a now with everything else that he's had with his His injuries now add a knee injury potentially to that. Do you feel like I feel like this is an opportunity for LeBron knowing that take take command of this series at three to one that we might see more of an inspired effort on the offensive end from LeBron James tonight.
5: Yeah, I, I think that would make sense, right, James, and anecdotally too, LeBron is a guy who has, you know, gotten comfortable as series go on, and his production has turned up as series go on, right? You know, I brought up before game one, that anecdotally LeBron James, you know, and in 0-1 series deficit goes hand-in-hand, hand. and then you see the stat, right, going into game two, was it 19-2 and two straight up in revenge games or whatever it was in the postseason, like, you know, he, he gets more comfortable as series progress, and this would look like one where Outside of you, there's really no other valve to turn if Anthony Davis is not going to be 100%. So I would agree with that sentiment that on the surface and on the, uh, you, know, you would see LeBron having a really good game against this Phoenix team today.
2: Brooklyn and Boston battling starting uh, a little bit later on tonight. Nets lay in eight. This has moved toward the Nets. Uh, mm-hmm. Total sitting 228 and a half. We know Jason Tatum went out and put up 50 to get the Celtics at least one game in this series. Uh, I know your feelings on this Nets offense. We saw a lot of that Nets offense perform uh, in the last game. Uh, you think they bounced back here tonight?
5: Yeah. I mean, look, Adam, it's not even like a bounce back, right? It's funny. I made the joke, and I think a lot of people did when it talks about the series. Like, are you going to get 50 points from Jason Tatum? Because if you are, you're, you know, you're going to get a really good game. And sure enough, you get what you got from him. And guess what happens? And you steal a game. But still, if you look at Brooklyn's perspective, You know, like if you look at it, I've preached the sustainability thing throughout this postseason, right? What's more sustainable to you when you look forward? What Jason Datum did in the Boston Celtics averaging, you know, 1.3 points per possession or the Nets who have averaged, you know, an offensive rating of about 120 since the second half of game one doing it again here, which they did in the last game. So I just think this sounds like a really solid like spot, right? I would agree with the market here. Like, there is a gap between these two teams, but you have an elite perimeter scorer. He is going to steal you a game and get you in some of these numbers. But at the end of the day, the gap is the gap between these two teams. And it's why you saw in the first couple of games that there wasn't really uh, much. There's not a lot of room between these two teams, right? There's a lot, actually. I put it that way. There's a big gap between them. And I think that's why you see the market move in that direction.
3: JVT, let's look at the total here. It's sitting at 229, 229 and a half. Actually, it looks like it's ticking up a Mm -hmm. little bit, at least out here in Colorado. And Just thinking about Boston and some of the injuries with Kemba Walken dealing with his knee injury. What's he going to look like? How's he going to be able? He hasn't really been much of a factor and don't know if he's going to be much of a factor offensively tonight. And then Robert Williams, really the only outside of Tristan Thompson. I don't know if that scares too many folks trying Mm -hmm. to patrol the paint tonight for the Celtics. Robert Williams also dealing with a, a, a bad ankle and May not, he's looking, looks like he's listed as doubtful tonight. Just feel like this is going to be an opportunity for the Nets at least to be able to get whatever they want on the floor, in particular at the paint. I'm not sure who's going to be able to def- defend inside for any of the big three if they decide to go to the basket tonight uh, against that really banged up Celtics interior.
5: Well, and, and think about it, too, James, from that perspective, like this has been just a relatively poor front court in terms of their defensive prowess all season long. Right. It's kind of something that they've been looking for. It's why a team like Philadelphia has a really good matchup against them because they have no answer for a Joel Embiid type. The rim defense has been in. I think they were 21st in the league in terms of regular season rim defense. So it, now that you're banged up and shorthanded, it, it would just really exacerbate a weakness that you had coming into the series already.
2: Jonathan vaught joining us here on Betting Across America as we go through the NBA slate. Uh, pretty clear, at least in the first round of these playoffs, John, that there is no single more important player to his team than Luke Doncic is yeah. for the Mavericks. And we don't really know how healthy he is coming in tonight. They're listing it as a neck injury, saying he will play. Uh, but the Clippers lay in three here in Dallas. Total two twenty-one, 9.35 p.m. Eastern start. They found themselves down 19 Clippers storm back in, win the game, win their way back into the series. Uh, how are you handicapping tonight
5: between the Clips and the Mavs? I mean, I think from a market perspective, like it's hard, right? Because you can't gauge. I always make the joke. There's no health bar, like in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, above these guys. You have no idea what's going to happen. You just know that Luka Doncic is going to be out there. But we also have a very strong case in the last few days, right, of a injured star coming out on the floor and really almost uh, hurting his team to a certain extent. And Chris Paul, right, we have a banged up star out there. He's still going to be out there. So if you get like a Chris Paul type, in terms of the limitations with his health this is going to be an even steeper drop-off, right? Because the Suns, at least, are relatively well-balanced. They have some good pieces. They have a Devin Booker type. So much is generated from Luka Doncic. So you can understand the market being a little inflated, but at the same time, like, if he comes out and he's fine, then this seems like a number that's a little too high, Adam. So I think this is, too, a very good and solid in-game opportunity to sit back and you want to watch if Luka's going to be healthy. You'll be able to tell, I think, pretty quick. And, And then from there, too, in this series, like, the Clippers are pretty live, man, like, there's, their offense has been consistent, over 120 in each of the first three games. The shooting still has yet to regress for Dallas. So I get the spot and I get the market move, but I just feel like Lucas' health and the unknown factor around it just gets you off pre flop, doesn't it?
3: It does for me. I'm just gonna, I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to be playing in game for sure, like you talked about, as well as for the Lakers and the and the Suns, seeing what the status is for Chris Paul and how effective, if at all, he's going to be today. Looking ahead to tomorrow, I want to get your assessment of the Grizzlies and the Jazz. Some of your takeaway from yesterday in that game three, really the only seemed like the only competitive game that we saw in the uh, in four matchups yesterday. Uh, takeaway from the Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz came down to the wire with Utah being able to hit a couple big shots to to push that lead and ultimately cover that spread didn't look like that was going to happen with about three or four minutes left what can you take from yesterday's game and, uh, and apply it to tomorrow with the jazz sitting now at a five and a half point favorite for game four
5: you know, it's just that I think at this point right now, while well, uh, Memphis might guys like have some pretty solid games in terms of their offense against Utah, right? You know, we've, we've seen this before in the regular season, Chris Paul was very good against Utah because he's able to work that mid range of the area very well. And you have a mid range score and a team that thrives in the mid range area of the floor in the Memphis Grizzlies. So I think they're going to have some good offensive performances, James, but like when you look at this from the side and what's going to transpire once these games are all over, I thought the last game was a very good example of that. Like, This is still a team in Memphis that is not very great along the perimeter. Utah, of course, is fantastic. They've shot 39% uh, as a team in this series. They've been great the last two games. And I just think when you look at it from the weaknesses of Memphis, you're just going to get a whole bunch of high-scoring games that the Jazz are eventually going to cover. I've been pretty strong that, like, if the Jazz were going to win games in this series, they were going to cover and win by a comfortable margin, we'll put it that way, because it was a really competitive game, as you mentioned yesterday. But the firepower, I think, is just a little too much for Memphis. So you'll get some fun, high-scoring games. But I think at the end of the day, the Jazz are in a pretty good position to win each of these games and cover those numbers.
2: Knowing how you feel about the Brooklyn Nets, I'm wondering if you want to join me in a little endeavor here. Um, I have been really enjoying all of the gassing up of the Milwaukee Bucks that I've heard over (laughs) the last 24 hours after they swept the heat. A team in the heat that a lot of folks picked as a potential upset in the first round. And now I'm hearing, oh, Milwaukee's got the look in their eye. And I'm thinking to myself, what might a series price against the Nets look like for these Milwaukee Bucks? And I'm thinking to myself, it might be a little more favorable to the Bucks than I think it should be. Uh, where where would you set that up right now?
5: Uh, I mean, we, so I was we were talking about this. I can't remember who I was on with the other day. We were throwing around like what those prices might look like. Like, I don't think it would be more like than like a dollar eighty-five in favor of like it wouldn't reach as high as like two dollars potentially in favor of Brooklyn. So I'll say like minus one seventy in favor of the Nets. Does that sound fair? Like I'm giving them too much credit, Milwaukee? I mean, 175 sounds fair. I mean, it sounds like a right price. I
2: was just kind of Mm -hmm. wondering, you know, let's say Boston at least puts a little more scare into the Nets. Maybe they even somehow sneak one more out. Uh, I'm just wondering how much the market might react to that and potentially put a more favorable price on Brooklyn.
5: Yeah, it it could happen. I mean, look, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of chatter like, Hey, you know, Milwaukee, you know, they are, maybe they have figured things out, turned things around. But I've been of the contention, right, like the Miami series. There was a tale of two teams that, like, moved in opposite directions in the offseason, right? You know, Miami got worse. Milwaukee got better. Uh, and then you looked at everything that that culminated here in terms of home court being a factor now and being able to take those first two games, especially a close first one, the shooting regression. Like, I think everything just worked really well for Milwaukee in that series. So I would say, kind of to your point, right, if you're evaluating this series, like I don't come away thinking more of Milwaukee. I don't mean for that to sound like dismissive of them. I just, I have them rated. That series played out like a little bit farther away than I thought. I thought Milwaukee went in six, not in four. But regardless, I think the matchups remain the same. So to your point, if the market does overreact to performance that we kind of saw coming to a certain extent, then I would say, yeah, I'm hopefully there might be, because there might be some value in Brooklyn in a series price like that. If the market does think too much of Milwaukee and what they did.
3: Speaking of series prices, JVT, Looking at the Nuggets and the Blazers, now it's a three-game series, essentially, is what this has turned into with the Blazers now. uh, The correct... current series price, at least out here in Denver, is Blazers $1.30 for now this three-game series, with Denver having the home court advantage, although Coach Michael Malone, not happy with the performance and the effort from the Nuggets collectively, but also uh, kind of called out a couple players, somewhat Gordon, but in particular, uh, I think reading between the lines with knowing Coach Coach Malone the way that he has and, and dealing with Michael Porter Jr., who was a complete no-show on both ends of the floor last night. What do you make of this series now that it's turned into a three-game series moving back to game five here in denver in a couple days
5: yeah i i just i kind of to an extent really don't get it james like like there is the like this is what i've talked about a lot right everybody talks about this yes Damian lillard and um cj mccullum that backcourt's much better than the starting backcourts that we have seen that are going to get thrown out there by denver but at the same time this is a team that has home court advantage this is a team that has a front court advantage that is equal right to the mismatch that the portland trailblazers i have or i think have in the backcourt like there's a lot to still like about the Denver Nuggets. They can thrive within four feet of the basket. And, you know, game four wasn't great. But I figure one, this is a seven-game series. But two, you know, Jokic wasn't great at the beginning of the game either, right? Starts 3-10, you know, looks a little sluggish, Doesn't wasn't fantastic. And so the other ancillary pieces don't perform well either. But to your point, like, they have home court. And this is, I think, a very even series. This is a long-winded way of saying I would agree with the sentiment that there is some worth in playing, like, the Denver Nuggets in a series price like this. I have them at plus 112. And now it's a best of three with two at home. So, like, I'm essentially in the same spot right now where it's at. So, I would agree that, yes, if you wanted to play Denver, I would totally understand that thinking. I think they have their own advantages of play. And the non nurkage minutes have been a nightmare for the Portland Trail Blazers. And there's no fixing that over the next three games.
2: Hawks 53, Knicks 49 at the break. John, since we have you here right at the right time to talk about a potential in-game uh, wager. Hawks laying six, total down to 205.5. Money line on the Knicks up to. 220 uh anything you see
5: here at the break that would interest you Yeah so I I mean it seems, the Hawks are laying 6 right like that seems uh, like a strong number to lay like they, I think there is that gap between these two guys but at the same time you know this is a game that should probably be a lot this should be a wider margin of victory right now in this first half for the Hawks and it really was they were generating a lot of really good open looks they haven't really been hitting them but I think you also have to be worried because that's kind of been the story for Atlanta they haven't been hitting a lot of wide open looks but I think I, I can understand that, but that seems a little rich for me. I think it would be Knicks or pass with a number like that at the halftime.
2: Yeah, certainly felt like uh, Game 3 actually was making the point on the air, calling out right. what you've said about the Knicks in Game 3, where, hey, Atlanta got the open shots that the Knicks give up, and they were hitting all of them, and that's how you ended yep. up, you know, with the margin that you did uh, with the Hawks winning that game quite comfortably. They have a four-point lead here at the break. Jonathan Von Tobel, you can find all of his work at VEASAN.com. Hardwood handicappers podcast at me JVT on Twitter. As always, sir, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the big day of NBA action.
5: Thanks man. Appreciate it. Sorry about your Knicks. They, they, they had a good run. No, I'm just,
2: hey, they're still playing. No, they're they're, they're going to lose the series, <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy them being there. Yeah. see man. <laughs> All right. Uh, James, uh, as we've mentioned, uh, JVT has, has taken the role on Twitter of uh number one fader of the Knicks. And I'm okay with that because, uh, we Knicks fans, we've, we've been clowned on for quite a long time, and so this is nothing new. At least we have a playoff berth uh, to enjoy with it. And, you know, here in this second half, I think I agree with John entirely. I think there's really not a six-point gap between these teams if the shooting is going the way that it is. And uh, to that effect, we've now seen the juice move over to that plus six. You have to lay minus 115 to get the six points with the Knicks. Pre-game total, remember, was 209.5 if you're thinking about uh, getting involved here with the 205 and a half uh, Knicks money line as we mentioned plus 220. More from the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and we'll get you a little golf update on Charles Schwab when we come back here on Beacon. Basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And I will give a little pop to our friends at BetMGM Nevada for having one of the better menus of NBA props available here in Las Vegas. They got my action today when it came to getting those props down because we don't always have a wide variety in Las Vegas, James Salinas, but uh, try to take advantage of whatever I can. Um, And those props, as I mentioned, in the NBA, let's get some quick injury updates uh, to talk about from the association, James. Uh, Anthony Davis will play. Not sure exactly how how long he'll go. Chris Paul listed as a game time decision for the Suns, so not a guarantee that he gets out there today. Uh, Contavius Caldwell Pope is officially out, uh, was listed as questionable on the overnight. KCP out for the LA Lakers. Luka continues to be listed as questionable for the Mags. Mavs. Uh, Maxi Kleba is probable with an Achilles soreness problem. Serge Baca, who missed the last game for the Lakers, questionable with back spasms, assume that'll be a game time decision as well. Anything on those injuries, James, uh, that uh, affects your handicap?
3: I think thinking about the the Laker game and the Suns, it's still sitting currently. Lakers six and a half. Just I don't know where. Even with Paul, if he does play obviously if he's a game time decision and he's questionable right now if he even if he gets out there we've seen the last two games he is clearly injured and hampered with that shoulder injury and not effective in any capacity now it's one thing if, if it's say the Lakers on the other side and ad if steps out there he'll be on the floor but he doesn't need not everything needs to be facilitated through Anthony Davis the way that it does through Chris Paul not only from the offensive end also Chris Paul's ability to defend uh, but I think just the leadership perspective and the 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 confidence that he brings because the Suns are such a young team knowing that their veteran leader uh, on that ball club is hampered and not going to be able to facilitate other players have to step up and get involved today and now with the Lakers knowing they're going to smell blood in particular with with LeBron James I mean I, I'm looking at that number at six and a half and I just don't know with with even if Paul plays like I said the the four quarters being able to compete here against the Los Angeles Lakers championship mentality especially with lebron james having a couple of days off haven't played since thursday i i can only see one play here and it's the los angeles lakers and i wouldn't be afraid to lay it even though i rarely lay big numbers like that in any sport in particular the nba lakers at home at six and a half with really banged up chris paul and a banged up psyche for the young sons it's lakers or nothing
2: That has turned over to seven here at the South Point, uh, likely on that Chris Paul game time decision news, as well as the fact that it is all Lakers money uh, when we get toward game time here in Vegas. A quick update from the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial uh, in Texas on the PGA Tour. And this segment, the next two minutes, are dedicated to our friend Matt Brown, one of the hosts of primetime action. Uh, Matt Brown has had a very interesting golf betting year where some things have definitely gone his way. And then he's had some Sundays that have just been so hard to fathom. Uh, Today, he goes in with outright tickets on both Jordan Spieth and Jason Kokrak uh, at 10 to 1 and uh, 60 plus on Kokrak. Those two guys are the leaders about to tee off at 15 under and 14 under. The only one who has a chance of chasing them down, likely Sergio Garcia at 10 under. Uh, Spieth and Kokrak, neither of them have shot anything worse than a 66 thus far in the tournament. Jordan Spieth. Comes in today, minus 225, even with just a one-shot lead over Jason Kokrak. Kokrak is 2-1, to and Sergio comes in at 20-1. to Really the only guys that uh, you want to get involved with. So if you have a little extra betting karma that you're not using today, maybe slide it the way of our friend Matt Brown to see if he can cash in on Spieth or Kokrak. Uh, I told him jokingly that, you know, if Sergio Garcia comes in with a 61 today, that I will I will definitely buy him coffee uh, next time I see him because I will feel very badly for him Uh, when we come back here on betting across America we're going to take a look at the futures for the Stanley Cup now that we have most of round one in the books how have the prices adjusted and there are some interesting things that I think you have to look at in terms of now that we know the second round matchup you know how certain teams are going to have to get there maybe they don't look quite as good as they did Earlier, And uh, the team down the street here in Las Vegas might be one of those. You're tuned in to be- Betting Across America here on the Sports Betting Network. <music> Baseball season is in full swing. So it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our visa experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vison.com slash MLB. And you can also get our daily members only best bets. Now's the time. Start your free trial. Take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vison.com slash subscribe. This is betting across America from visa VEASAN and visa.com. Adam candy joined by James Salinas, uh, we talked to Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, and John and I both agreed the only way you are going to play this game was to take the six with the New York Knicks at half or don't play it at all. Oh, my. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks have come out of the locker room, and they have put the hurt onto the Knicks. 68-56 Atlanta leading with 7.13 to go here in period number three. Uh, the line has now moved out to double digits on Atlanta. They are 11-point favorites. with The total still down at 205 Uh, James the odds have now updated for the Stanley Cup champion our futures in the NHL Avalanche the favorites plus 225 Bruins four to one lightning five to one Golden Knights now the fourth favorite at five and a half to one and that's reflective of what I was talking about where you now know they have to get through the Avalanche and they might have to get through Toronto as well, depending on how that shapes up in Game Seven. Hurricanes seven to one, Leafs eight and a half, Jets sixteen, Isles twenty, Canadiens sixty-six to one. Um, anything here that you don't already have in the bank that would catch your eye?
3: Adam, I don't have any tickets to win the Stanley Cup at this point, so no investment for me and nothing that I'd be looking to try to – whether I'd get myself out of or add to it, depending on the number that I had. So looking at what these prices are, I mean, the, the, the numbers are pretty short thinking about the avalanche here at two and two and a quarter. Obviously, it will Stanley Cup will go through Colorado as long as they go as far as home ice is concerned, but two and a quarter seems pretty short to me to to want to get involved now. Obviously, the best numbers are gone. It would be more so trying to do the math, and this is not my forte to figure out. Well, if I was going to do a rolling parlay and say for the Knights, for instance, sitting here, yeah, I see some plus 160, some plus 165s for the Knights in this series against the Avs. If you're firing on that and then Taking that and rolling it over for the next two series, probably get a better return on your investment at plus 550. But in this case here, I'm just thinking about the Knights and the Avs. I'm not even sure who's going to win that series, let alone advance from there and go in and play two more series to win the Stanley Cup. So I would probably stay away from both of those teams just because I'm so I'm so on the fence between that but with those two opponents there in that series. Not really sure where to go. Maybe if you're looking for some further value down the line, I don't like what we've seen out of Toronto and maybe with the Maple Leafs and the pressure every year because they are – and even this year, there's a lot of high expectations for them to not only make the run but to go win the cup this season finally that – feeling like they're falling under the weight of the pressure is Toronto right now and going into Game 7 tomorrow. I'm not really liking where I stand. I have a, a price with them. It's a collective price as far as a, a chalky parlay, series parlay that I've done with other teams that are just waiting for Toronto to close that out. I'm not even sure if they're going to get through that game. I'm probably going to hedge that and get myself out of that ticket and get a plus price both ways Adam. But I'm not really sure to go with the, with the Stanley Cup at this point with these short numbers. Where are you thinking in particular with your hometown Las Vegas Golden Knights? You know, the Golden Knights are
2: a team that I don't love to win the whole thing because they have to go through the Avalanche. But I just said earlier, that plus 160 on the Golden Knights to win the series coming up, if you think that the Golden Knights can win this series against the Avalanche, then you should bet that 550 because the next round for them after that would be whoever wins the Canadian side. And have you seen any team in that Canadian division that you really feel intimidated by. I think the Golden Knights will be a clear favorite, even against the Maple Leafs on that side. And at that point, you're in the Stanley Cup Finals. So the numbers adjusted a little bit uh, on the Golden Knights. I don't mind that 550 at all. Uh, Probably the only one that I'd play. I think I can make you a case for Maple Leafs. At 850, because it's one of those things where once you survive that seven game series, that might be the one real challenge you face. And for this game coming up today, by the way, with the Golden Knights and the Avalanche, keep something in mind. Over the last 20 years, there have been five series in which a team swept and then faced a team that had to go seven games. And the common theory is, well, one team is rested. One team's ready to go. The team that had to go seven games is 5-0 and oh in the next series against the team that had to uh, sit around and wait for the other team to come around. Again, not necessarily a huge trend with only five series to go on, but I thought it was interesting when I heard it. Conn Smythe Trophy winner for the MVP of the playoffs, Nathan McKinnon, the speedy man for the Colorado Avalanche at plus 275 is the prohibitive favorite, Tuka Rask uh for the boston Bruins at seven to one it gets longer from there uh for me the interesting name that i saw on this list that i thought fits very well with the profile of the way this tends to get voted is kale mccarr the defenseman for the colorado avalanche at 20 to one it's a long price on mccarr he is the highlight real defenseman for this team and if you look at what happened with tampa bay last year i grabbed victor hedman at 10 to one on the tampa bay lightning for con Smythe and won it fairly handily it's one of those awards where you can keep an eye on what the media chatter is as the playoffs go along but because mckinnon and Rantanen and Landeskog, who you're gonna all find uh at some price to win this award are gonna be out there it's one of those things where when you see multiple actors from the same movie uh in the same category for the oscars that they take votes away from each other you could find that uh with mckinnon and with Ranton and potentially with Landeskog. I like Cale McCarr down at 20. Uh, it's a, I think Connor Hellebuck uh, would be interesting, the goaltender for Winnipeg at a longer number than 20. I don't like the number on him, but if Winnipeg goes anywhere, it's going to be because of Connor Hellebuck as they wait for the winner of the Toronto and uh, Montreal series. Uh, updating you from the NBA playoffs, your one opportunity to bet live here at the moment is on the Hawks and the Knicks 72. To 61, the lead for the Atlanta Hawks. Ten and a half point favorites on the live line with four and change to go in the third period. Total sitting there at 204. Lakers have moved out to seven point favorites in most spots now. Total still sitting at 209 and a half. We haven't seen any other line moves, James, uh, when it comes to the NBA games that we have coming up here in just a little bit. We have Major League Baseball uh, some games later on to catch up with as well. And uh, we have a very interesting discussion. I think that you and I will enjoy when we get back into it, talking about not only the NBA props for later on tonight that I have some interest in, but also, uh, I love the name of this segment. Producer Steph comes up with, so you're telling me there's a chance, talking about teams that are not the favorites to win their divisions necessarily in the National Football League, but might be some interesting value. James and I already mentioned one of them. I think we're on the exact same team in one division in football. Stay tuned for more betting across America here from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. the sports betting excitement with BetMGM and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on the Lakers or Suns if either team hits a 3, you win just use bonus code VSIN100 get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks Books that you can turn game time to showtime. simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100 new customer offer paid in free bets visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan Nevada, New Jersey Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia only excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line. 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to Vson's Betting Across America. Stay tuned for the Green Zone with Brady Cannon and Jeff Parles coming up this afternoon from Circa Sports in downtown Las Vegas. You're here with Adam and James on Betting Across America. Uh, James, let's look at the player props coming up for later tonight in the NBA. And I'm just going to run through mine uh, quickly here before we get to some NFL talk. Chris Daps, Porzingis, I have under 7.5 rebounds at minus 130. uh Porzingis has been well under that total in every game in this series. He is not healthy. He is not playing inside. Uh, On the offensive end, he is allowing Luka Doncic to get inside, and he is standing outside as a three-point shooter, so he's not been an offensive rebounding factor. He's not really going inside trying to get the ball uh, at the other end with that knee issue that he has as well. I've played that every game of this series, and that has come through every game of this series. Kevin Durant over 25 Three pointers at plus 130. Took nine three pointers in game four. Hit four of them. Anywhere near that volume, and I trust a shooter like Kevin Durant to get the job done. James Harden over 43 and a half points, rebounds, assists total. I like the different ways that James Harden could potentially get to that. He put up 57 combined in that category uh, last time through. And uh, James, I know you're with me on Kevin Durant tonight.
3: I am I'm def- I like the three-pointer as well as his point total is sitting at 28 and a half. I bet that over I'd laid 20 cents juice on that. But feeling like Durant, not only his ability to shoot it from deep, he took nine threes in that last game, game three, but also just the rim protection or lack of rim protection at for for Boston on the interior with Williams, is he going to play or not? Nothing scares me about Tristan Thompson out there to to patrol the paint. I think Durant has his way wherever he wants to score tonight, from three to the basket, you name it. I think it's it's going to be a tall order. So I did take Durant over 28 and a half points, as well as I did the team total with the Nets. I looked at the total collectively at the over. But with Kemba Walker really be, not being, a, he's nowhere close. He hasn't been 100% all season long with his knee, and now he's questionable tonight. I think he'll be out there, but has not been a factor in this series at all. And can Jason Tatum duplicate 50 points? I suspect not. He'll put in his fair share, but to, for, for Boston to be able to carry their weight for a collective total of two, basically 229 or need to get to 230, don't know if I trust Boston to do their part, but I definitely trust the new, uh, the, Oh, almost said it to the Brooklyn Nets Adam to be able to put up their point total so I took them over 119 and a half collectively for their points to score I, I think against the Boston team that put it all out there in game three and won't have much left on the defensive side tonight in game four.
2: I feel badly. I feel like you probably haven't done that all week. And I come in here and start saying New Jersey Nets and I rub off on everybody because like I said, I grew up going to Nets games. And so that's what I remember, but I wasn't going to Brooklyn. I was going out to uh, out to New Jersey. Uh, Speaking of New Jersey, there are two NFL teams that play out there that both are New York teams. the the NFC East, one of these divisions that I think we're going to have some fun talking about in this segment. So you're telling me there's a chance Uh, NFL teams with at least three to one odds or higher to win their division. And let's start right there. Let's start with the NFC East. Uh, I really like, and I think you do as well, the Washington football team uh, at three to one Dallas is, of course, the favorite to win this division at even money Eagles plus 425 Giants plus 500. But I love the Washington front seven. I love the additions that they've made with Ryan Fitzpatrick, bringing Curtis Samuel into the offense to go with Terry McLaurin. Uh, Ron Rivera seems to have this team on the straight and narrow, and I think the Washington football team uh, is the best value in the NFC East at three to one.
3: I'm right there with you. Now their schedule is more challenging than the the other contender, which I think would be the Dallas Cowboys. They, 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 it's, they're looking at their schedule. It's a pretty soft schedule for the Cowboys, but also I just think the Cowboys are really a soft team, Adam, especially on the defensive side. It's great that Dak Prescott comes back. I like him as a player. I hope that he's 100% coming back. And when he was healthy there last year, Dallas was scoring and be able to put up. They were they were moving the football at will through the air, and Prescott was having huge. Huge games offensively but they needed every one of those points because the other side for the Cowboys couldn't stop anybody they were in these absolute shootouts game in and game out now defensively for Dallas is really what I'm betting against here I just I don't know what they've done on that defensive side they're very young on the defensive side uh, in particular in the secondary and then I just feel like they're I'm not really sure where I'm finding the leadership on that defensive side either I do like Lawrence and Gregory on the edges but ultimately it's a transition at the linebacker position for them as well as a young secondary here and then You know, you always have Jerry Jones hovering around and sticking his nose and getting in front of microphones left and right and putting more added pressure on the Cowboys. It feels like, from Jerry Jones' perspective, they should be in the Super Bowl every year, but we kind of haven't seen that for almost three decades. So I like where I'm right there with you plus 300 to win the division for the Washington football team. We've talked about Ron Rivera and his impact, what he was able to clean up last year when it came to the dysfunction of that franchise and that team collectively. Now they're building out that roster, and I'm right there with you too. That defensive front, that front four, is the best in football, and I think they're going to wreak havoc within the NFC East. Love the Washington football team, plus $3 to win that division.
2: All right, let's give you your little homer time here. The AFC West with the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos at plus 450, uh, are you basing this on the potential for Aaron Rodgers or are you planning on going and twisting uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle yourself?
3: That's exactly where I'm going. The former, not the latter when we're talking about Mahomes. I I I think with – if if that happens, I don't suspect that it will with Aaron Rodgers coming here to Denver, but continues all the buzz. That's what all the buzz is here. The Avs are making a great run, kind of have a, a deep run in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Nuggets are fighting and have an opportunity to make a run in the NBA playoffs. Yet, what, are, what is all the talk out here? It's all about the Broncos, and it always is. This is a football town out here, Adam. It always was. It always will be. And then you throw in Aaron Rodgers into the mix and Elway out there potentially uh, being seen out in California on the links with Aaron Rodgers pre-draft uh, last month what was those if that was the case what were those conversations they're not just hanging out <laughs> it's more so thinking about kind of how Elway was the recruiter for Peyton Manning coming here to Denver a handful of years back and ended up leading them to win a Super Bowl so yeah that's where the price is for me I like what Denver has done on the defensive side for sure especially in that secondary that is going to be a tremendous lockdown secondary not only at the corner but also on the back end with the safeties love the depth there now that's what they didn't have last year suffered a number of injuries to the cornerback position they've reloaded and built that depth up so I love that and that's that's where Fangio works fangio works from the back end up when it comes to his defense and so love what we've I really like what I've seen out of the Broncos from the defensive side uh, offensively here i think that's the question mark what are we going to do at the quarterback position if it's- It's not Aaron Rodgers. I think it's Teddy Bridgewater's position to lose. That's why they went after him for the one-year contract to come in. Uh, plenty of young talent on the outside to throw the football to, uh, as well as run the football. Offensive line is still a little question mark for me, but within that division, uh, I don't think the Raiders are anywhere close to a contender, and yeah, that the difficult part is the getting through the Kansas City Chiefs, as long as Mahomes stays healthy. Now, for me, I won't be touching and going anywhere near his ankle to twist that to keep him off the field, but that doesn't mean he hasn't done that to himself. He's had a number of injuries to those extremities in the past and hopefully from home's sake he stays healthy Uh, that's the biggest obstacle by far obviously for the Broncos to overcome but if you get Aaron Rodgers you're not going to see that plus 450 to win the AFC West they may actually become the front runner and the favorite to win the AFC West if Aaron Rodgers does land here with the Broncos
2: that news of course of the potential Aaron Rodgers move shifted the Super Bowl odds on the Broncos significantly they're sitting 25 to 1 but everything you said I hope comes true because I had the Broncos at 66 to one. Uh, I got them earlier in the off on the idea of whether it was Deshaun Watson or any other quarterback. The rest of this roster looked ready for at least a playoff run. And if that quarterback happens to be Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously that 25 to one will be long gone as well on the Denver Broncos. The other one that I like uh, is a little longer shot. And so obviously I wouldn't be betting quite as much into this, but the Atlanta Falcons at seven to one in the South. And it's for a couple of reasons. One I think the New Orleans Saints are ripe for regression this year. Uh, Jameis Winston, I think, is a good candidate to start for them, but they had to shed a lot of money off that salary cap at the end of last year. I think it's probably time for the Saints to take a step back, not really convinced they're a playoff team even. And, you know, you're doing the same thing you're doing in every other division where you're taking one of these teams longer than 3-1. to You're betting on something befalling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're betting on... Tom Brady waking up tomorrow morning realizing that he's the oldest player in the NFL and playing like it uh, as opposed to playing like the Tom Brady that he did last year and taking Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl on the Atlanta side of things. I love the addition of of arthur smith as coach now you put kyle pitts into this offense and i'm obviously banking on the fact that i don't know that there's necessarily a julio jones trade out there for the atlanta falcons if they think they, they're going to get a number one pick for a guy who played nine games last year and is headed uh into some very expensive years at a very advanced age so Uh, Falcons 7-1 and I know James uh, as we wrap up the show here Bears plus 325 I want to make sure that I get that in there for you as well in the NFC North of course if Aaron Rodgers is not playing in the NFC North this coming year then uh, it is free for all and that is a very good Bears defense that could be involved in that for James Salinas, Steph Camershack the rest of our crew here at VEASAN thanks for joining us here on your Memorial Day weekend for betting across America but Don't turn it off. Stay right with us. Brady and Jeff Parles are going to take you through the Green Zone, all your live betting opportunities from Circa in downtown Las Vegas. You're tuned in to Veasan the Sports Betting Network.
1: Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: plus.